Welcome to the Zondra TV Audio Nation, where we bring you the most interesting topics and conversations from the Zondra TV Network family of shows. And now, let's join the conversation. And today I've got a very interesting guest here, somebody that is, has played in the NBA. Um, but have you ever seen in your life where you feel like I'm really not as focused as I should be or I'm not able to accomplish what I would like to? Well, we're here to talk today about being faithful and focused. Kenyon, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I feel honored and blessed to be here. We are honored and blessed that you are here. Tell me about your, a little bit about your history and how you got to where you are today. Well, I grew up in a small town of Monroe, Louisiana, um, as a young kid. Um, very, well, I think we may have had 100,000 people population in Monroe. Okay. Um, so I grew up, you know, with my stepfather, my mother. Um, <clears throat> it was kind of an abusive household. My stepfather was very abusive toward my mother. So I had to kind of watch my mom get beat up pretty much on a daily basis. So that was hard to kind of watch. As a, as a kid growing up, you know, seeing your mom just get constantly beat up, um, seeing black eyes and my mom's lips swollen. And, you know, you, you be in your room and you hear, you know, in the other room, you know, something, bam, you know, my mom being slammed up against the wall and things like that. So as a kid, it was, it was very hard to take, especially when you couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. You know, you wanted to come to your mom's defense, but, you know, you know what would happen. Yeah. I remember trying it one time. And next thing I know, I was laid out and I was unconscious and I woke oh, up gosh. and <laughs> I didn't know what happened. You know, oh. Apparently, I got knocked out by my stepdad. So, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was an experience. It so are experience. you an only child or do you have siblings? I have siblings, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, growing up, I had, you know, two stepbrothers. Okay. Um, you know, my, from my stepdad. Uh, we grew close, though. We were very close. Yeah. Um, so it, it was, we, we had a good relationship. I understand. You know, we all have a childhood, right? Where in our upbringing, there's something, you know, that happens right. that you uh, have to experience. And, and, and as a child, we kind of don't really understand. And so I guess that's why a lot of people are focused on doing inner healing and figuring yes. out, you know, those things that happen in our past does have an impact in right. our future. Absolutely. So, okay, grew up in a household that was a little bit, you know, yeah. violent. I'm going to use domestic <laughs> yeah, violence violent, a little right, bit. Right. Uh, and and uh, what did that, what, what did that do for you in terms of you growing up through that and becoming the man that you are today? It made me angry. I had so mm. much anger built inside of me. <clears throat> so when I got older, I didn't know how to release that anger. Um, I was very temperamental. You know, I had a bad temper, quick temper. Yeah. I would fly off at the handle yeah. at the drop of a dime. Um, but I, was, I, I knew how to keep it reserved, but people knew not to push a certain button um, because I didn't know how I would unleash. Um, because also my stepdad, you know, he was a martial artist, so he taught me martial arts, and, and I, I excelled at an exceedingly high level of martial arts. So, you know, I was a black belt in three different styles of martial arts. And basketball also became my outlet growing up. Okay. So I started playing basketball, martial arts. I became very, very good at both. And all throughout high school, you know, I got college offers from colleges from all over the world. 
And I, you know, I went to college and, and, and that translated to me going to professional basketball and playing in the NBA and, and playing overseas. So, you know, it, it kind of, you know, had its, its, its positives. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> your outlet was martial arts mm -hmm. and uh, basketball. And you got really good at it. Yes. Are you still good at both today? <laughs> Basketball, not so much. I don't play anymore. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm an old man now, so I don't oh. really. I don't really <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't really, you know, test the ball anymore. But martial okay. arts, I still, you know, I still practice it, and I teach yes. it sometimes. So, really? Yeah, it's a passion of mine. Definitely. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the NBA journey, because you know everybody want to hear about that. Y'all know I want to hear about it. Right. So, so tell me about how that happened for you. You went to you went to college. Mm -hmm. You got a lot of offers in college. Right. Uh, what college did you end up at? Well, I went to University of Maine, then I okay. went to University of Massachusetts. Okay. So I transferred um, just because of, of coaching disputes and, you know, coaching player kind of, you know, yeah. button heads and things like that. So I transferred and I graduated from the University of Massachusetts and I um, went on to play in England, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, right outside of uh, London, England. So that was my first professional experience. You know, I entered the NBA draft coming out of, coming out of college, but I didn't get drafted. It was the okay. same year Kobe Bryant came out. We came out at the same time. Okay. So, you know, of course, he was the top athlete, top basketball player yeah. you know, during that time. So I was competing against some very good athletes coming out during that time. I didn't get drafted, so I kind of had to settle for going overseas first, which was cool for me because, yeah. I mean, they still paid good money. I was still well taken care of, and um, I got recognized. Yeah. You know, I went overseas, and I played extremely well. So I started getting a little buzz from the NBA scouts and – it was like, hey, let's you know, let's invite this yeah. this this kid over and give him a shot. So I tried out for different NBA teams, and Milwaukee Bucks took a chance on. Come me. on, Bucks! Come on, Bucks! Took a chance on yeah. you. <laughs> All right. So so now here's the thing, because you know you were you you had a craft, right? And you really wouldn't let anything stop you. No. You applied no. at the NBA. How many of us, you know, apply for something mm -hmm. uh, and, and maybe not get selected, yeah. but you didn't let that stop you, and you went and played in London, right. outside of London, uh, which I hear a lot of, you know, folks in the NBA, they go and mm -hmm. play, you mm -hmm. know, internationally, right. and you're taken care of very well. Um, how did it feel, though, when uh, the Bucks said, we want you? You know, it, it was the most... Exhilarating feeling that ever I've ever felt, you know, because I knew I worked my butt off from a yeah. kid. That was my dream, yeah. you know. I was determined. I was not going to let anything stop me. I was a very determined kid. That was one thing that, growing up, um, they saw that I had that attitude. That was I was not going to stop. I was not going to give yeah. up. I was going to go hard, go hard or go home. That's the saying, right? So I went. I went hard. You know, yeah. I said, you know, this is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm going to be. This is where I'm yeah. going. And there was nothing going to stop me. Nothing was going to get in my way. I love so, that. you know, I was I was going to die trying. That That is the determination and the perseverance that it takes in order to achieve anything. Right. right. You wouldn't let nothing stop you. A lot of times as a business owner or in our lives, we allow circumstances to dictate uh, our outcome and we kind of give up, yeah. you know, well, you know, I'm not going to do that again because I didn't have success out of right. that, you know, and so I, I see a lot of businesses just kind of give up, but you were determined. Right. Okay. So how many years in the NBA? I only played half a season, actually. Half a season. Yeah. Half a season. What, what went down? <sighs> I had the most devastating injury that any athlete can have. 
tore my knee, ruptured my knee. It was totally done. The doctor was like, sorry to tell you, but your career as a basketball player is over. So at that point, I felt my life was over. How many times do we have something happen that we do feel like our life is over? Like, what am I gonna do now? Right. What do I do now? This is what I'm great at. This is what I've been doing. Now, what will I do? And so a lot of times things will form and shape mm -hmm. our lives. Like, okay, basketball is what I did. That's who I am. And that's all that is left for me right. when something happens. But what do you do when something goes? And so we're going to take a few minute break, but when we come back, I want to talk about what do you do when things don't go as planned. We'll be right back. Are you traveling long-term internationally, moving to another country? How's your furry family member going to get there? You won't be able to just buy them a plane ticket. There's a whole series of processes and red tape that no one wants to sift through. You need a partner. You need Doggone Taxi. We take the confusion and headache out of moving your pet to your new country. We take care of the shipping, the fees, the health permits, and anything else that your destination country requires. Visit DoggoneTaxi.com and get your free move quote today. That's DoggoneTaxi.com. Watch this and so much more on Sandra TV. Download the app on Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and Roku, or visit ZondraTV.com. Welcome back, where we've been talking to Kenyon Glover, who was in the NBA, got an injury, and then what do you do when things don't go as planned? What do you do when things don't go as planned? Well, you know what? For me, I um, went into an immediate shutdown. Mm. It was an immediate meltdown for me. Um, I became depressed because this is all I knew. Mm. This is all I wanted to do. I put my blood, sweat, and tears into this sport. Yeah. And that's all I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, and I just shut down. I shut my family out, shut my friends out. I locked myself in my house and I was depressed. I became suicidal. And I even tried to attempt suicide on my life. So um, one day, I <clears throat> this was probably about a month after I found the news out. I was sitting in my house in the dark, and it was completely dark. I remember like it just happened yesterday, and I had a revolver. It was like a, a set of guns that I owned. I had a mm -hmm. revolver. I took my revolver, checked the gun, I loaded the gun, and um, you know I was just I was crying, I was crying, I was crying, and I was like, Lord, I'm I can't take this. I can't mm. take this pain any longer. You know, I just want to just be done with this. You know, you, you took my, my only gift away from me. You took my love away. I mean, I'm talking to God at this point. I'm like, you yeah. took my love away from me, you know, and you said you wanted to prosper me and all this other kind of stuff. And I was just mad. Yeah. I was mad yeah. at God. So I was like, you know what? I'm done. So I just took the revolver, <clears throat> checked the safety, make sure it was off, and I just clicked the trigger and it, it jammed. So I was like, okay, this is a brand new gun. I know it works just fine. So I pulled the trigger again, it jammed again. So I walked outside and I was like, I know this gun works. So <clears throat> when I walked outside of my house, my house was like, you know, neighbors was like, you know, far apart from each other. So yes. 
I took the gun outside and I pointed it in the air and I just shot it and it went off. So at that point, I knew that God just spared my life. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Okay, so <laughs> this is good, because listen, how many times do we have situations that occur that make us go like, you, you, you left me, you forsake me, God. You, were, you just said you were mad at God. Yeah, you said, you said that you were going to give me the desires of my heart. You said that you were going to do all these things. And here I am in pain. But I want to talk about pain for a moment mm -hmm. because it wasn't the pain that your knee had been injured. What kind of pain was it? I felt like my career was over. What I love to do, I can no longer do. I could no longer do what I was, I felt like I was born to do. Yes. You know, what I've been working my butt yes. off for so long. This is what I believe. This was once my determination and I made it. Mm. I made it. How many people that try to get to the NBA and don't yes. make it? Yes. I made it. And you just took this away from me? <sighs> Within a matter of months? But here's the thing. What do you feel today when you tell this story? Not one time, but two Twice. times. Twice. Go out and shoot it up in the air and it goes off. Right. What did that feel like to you in the, during that time? At that time, I knew that was a God. Okay. I knew that God exists. <laughs> I knew right? God is real at that okay, moment. period. Yes. And he, and he spared your life he because spared my life. there was much more for you to do. Yes. Sometimes when we're on a journey, right? right. The journey goes in, you know, different uh, outlets, different roads. And, and, and so we don't really understand that even when devastating things happen in right. our lives, that it's part of the journey and it's how you um, actually respond. Yeah. You can either respond to get better or you could be bitter, right? right? That's right. what my transformational coach talks right. about all the time, <laughs> being better or bitter. But you had gotten bitter to the point that you were totally angry with God. How many of y'all watching this right now that you are angry with God because things didn't go as you thought it should go. But this is a divine journey. Yes. You absolutely. don't really get to call it. That's why it says, not my will, but Your thy will, will. Yes. be done. Yeah. So, okay. Tried to put the gun to your head, shot it off. What happened next? I immediately fell to the floor and I just, I kept thanking God. I kept thanking God over and over and over. It's like, okay, God, I get it. You just saved my life, so obviously I got more work to do. Obviously, you're keeping me here for a reason. Yes. Obviously, there's work for me to do that I haven't really figured out yet my purpose. So I was like, okay, basketball really wasn't my purpose. So there's something else that you want me to do, Lord, so I don't know what is it. Yeah. So I, 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 I surrender. So at that moment, I just surrendered. Lord, whatever it is you want me to do, show me. You know, you, you just, you're keeping me here for a reason. So I, I would lead me, guide me, show me, open my eyes to, to things that I may not see. So, um, you know, I started going to church. I went to, I went to church the next day. And, um, you know, I, I met with the, the pastor and I was crying still. I don't think, I think I cried for like a week nonstop after mm. that incident. Mm. Um, and then I got back into the church. I started going to church on a regular basis. And I started yeah. to kind of feel better about myself, feel better about life. Yeah. And I started to kind of get, you know, myself back together. Um, you know, started feeling happy again. Yeah. Or at least I was trying to. But, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm still like, 
man, I miss the basketball court. I miss, you know, I miss basketball. I miss yeah. being around my teammates. I miss the whole energy. Because really, basketball had come be a part of your kind of DNA. It, it was, yeah. you know, the thing that Absolutely. defined and created that joy right. inside right. of you. Like, I, you know, just going to the hoop. I right. could, you know, I wish I could get to the hoop. Y'all know I ain't five feet tall. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, I, it's got to be, you know, unimaginable. It has to be really, really awesome. But when you and I talked, I want to talk about one thing. You knew from that very moment that God had spared your life. Mm -hmm. So then I got to ask you, it's because you already had experience with God, but how was you living all the way, a part of the way? <laughs> I say I would probably had you know one foot in the kingdom and one foot in the world. Yeah, yeah. Probably mostly in the world. Probably like a toe, <laughs> <laughs> a toe in the kingdom. Again, you know, and but, the rest um, of your body adored. So you right. know that toe trying to hold on, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I grew up in the church. Of course, my mom, you know, yeah. made us go to church, and so I had a relationship with God. But I wasn't like all the way in, you know, trying to live right and all. Yeah, I, I was. I was a heathen. I'm not going. I'm not going to say it. I was a saint. You know, I was. Yeah. You know, I was. A, I was a pro athlete. So, right. you know, I was doing a lot of things that I knew I shouldn't have been doing, you know, yeah. and, and, and yeah, I was <laughs> dabbling. Right, right. You was right, dabbling. Right, I was but dabbling. But you were still, that toe was holding on. That toe on was because, still holding because, on. Right? Because you knew that, that, that you needed God. I know, yeah. Absolutely. But you didn't know how to live fully for God. Exactly. And I think a lot of people that's probably watching this right now, you, you, you straddle the fence. Right. But, but I think there's a word about right. being straddled the fence, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't be lukewarm. Yeah. So that's what lukewarm is. Like, I can't really be, you know, on both sides of the coins. But I think that we find ourselves, you know, um, be it immaturity or where we are in in our journey, mm -hmm. that we are on both sides of the fence. Yeah. And, and so we yeah. can talk about it, but are we really yeah. being about it? Yeah. And so that's the talk about it phase. I mean, even, even after the fact that <clears throat> I got back into the church, I still was kind of straddling the fence. Listen, we're going to be back in a moment and we're going to talk about being straddled the fence, how you get to only one side of the fence and serve God fully. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Zandra with Real Biz Talk with Zandra. I want to invite you to go check out some of our new and latest episodes. They are epic. You can't afford to miss it. Go to the new Zandra TV network at ZandraTV.com. See you there. It's hard to turn on the TV or unlock your phone and not see the bad of the world on your screen. Well, there is good out there and you need to see it. Zandra TV network is the breath of fresh air that you've been needing. Success stories, business ventures, and walks of faith. Visit the home of positive and inspirational programming, Zandra TV. Welcome back, where we've been talking to Kenyon Glover, and we've been talking about kind of being straddled the fence, you know, got one foot in and one foot out, and that can be a little bit uncomfortable. If you think about a picket fence, that could be uncomfortable. <laughs> Um, but I really want to talk to you about trying to take your life. Most oftentimes, people going to attempt on that several times. Can you tell me about your experience? 
Um, I did attempt it more times after that. Um, you know, I, after that, a couple of years later, I got into the entertainment business. Oh. I got into acting and filmmaking and producing, directing. Yeah. Um, I even tried my hand at modeling. I was very successful at it. Yeah. My career was going well, um, but at the back of my mind, I, basketball was always there. And I felt like that <clears throat> I still wasn't good enough. I, felt, I, I still felt an emptiness inside. I felt a void um, for some reason. And mm. as time went on, I just wasn't happy. I just wasn't feel, feeling fulfilled all the way. Yeah. Even though I was having major success in films and television and things like that, I still felt something was missing. I didn't know what it was. So it, was, it, was, it came to a point where I was started to go through more issues. Um, and I got tired of feeling that empty feeling, that mm. void. And once again, I was like, I hate feeling like this. Like something is missing. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm tired of feeling this this way. So once again, I, I tried to swallow pills. Uh, tried to swallow pills and uh, tried to overdose. And the next thing I know, um, I didn't remember what happened. I blacked out and I woke up in the hospital and there was tubes down my, my throat and my nose. And uh, I guess they, they, they said they, they got to me just in time. They mm. was able to pump my stomach and save my life. They had to resuscitate. What do you call it? Resuscitate, resuscitate. me. Um, so they yeah. brought me back to life, and um, I spent a month in the, in the what do you call it, psych ward or whatever it's called. Yeah. I spent a month in there, in the mental hospital. Um, so I was there for a month, and, and you know, it gave me time to think. Uh, it gave me plenty of time to think yeah. and taking these classes and all the other kind of things they make you take while you're in there. So after that month, they let me out, and you know, I felt better. Yes. Felt better about myself. Yes. And, you know, I went back to doing what I was doing, back to acting and doing these things. Yes. And um, actually, <clears throat> what is this, 2021? So just yeah. last year, 2020, um, it hit me again, that, that feeling of, 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 of emptiness, yes. unfulfillment hit me again. And I was going through problems with, you know, family members and other people mm. and, you know, financial, you know, problems and, it was a lot on me. I just felt like the, the world was just weighing me down yeah, more and more. Weight of the world. And mm -hmm. it just came to a point where I said, Lord, I'm tired once again. Like, why are you keeping me? I'm questioning God. Like, why are you keeping You keep saving my life. I don't know why are you keeping me here. So I was like, mm. I, I'm, okay, let me try something else. So I tried just last year, uh, March. Yeah, March last year. Mm. Um, I tried to take myself out again. I tried mm. to suffocate myself. Come on. So I took um, a ox, I mean, a um, helium tank. And I took a helium tank, I bought a um, CPAP mask, and I put it around my face so I could only breathe in helium. So they say if you breathe in helium, it's like you die a slow death. It's like you're going to sleep, but you, you're killing yourself, okay. you're suffocating yourself. So, so I tried that, and it didn't work. So you know what, listen. <laughs> Because you know, that's calculated. You was calculated. You done yeah, looked I it up, it researched yeah. it, yeah. did all of that. Absolutely. How many people that's watching this, I keep saying this, that you're feeling exactly the same way, this empty feeling, but you have been faithful yes. and focused yes. and, and, and your rebirth has yes. occurred. Yes. After March last year, it happened. It the happened. rebirth happened. Yes. Tell us a little bit about the rebirth. And, and, and then I want to talk about how people get older. Tell me about the rebirth. Well, after the last attempt yes. last year, I was like, okay, Lord, what, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? So I totally 
decided to put myself all the way in. No more straddling the fence at this okay. point. I'm going all the way in, Lord. I surrendered. I went to church. I just, I dropped down to my knees at the pulpit. I was like, Lord, use me. I'm yours. So oh. I decided to go all the way in. No more straddling the fence. And um, I started going to church every, every chance I got. I started reading the Bible every single day. I just threw myself into God's presence totally. Yes. And the more and more I read the Bible, the, the deeper my relationship with God got. And I felt myself changing every single day. Come on. I felt this. I felt, it's like I felt the spirit of God come inside me and just totally transform me completely. Come on. And the, the suicidal thoughts was gone. The emptiness was gone. The void I was feeling was gone. <laughs> and I just, I felt alive again for the first time. I, I just felt, okay, Lord, I get it. I get it. This is, this is my purpose. I felt like this is, this is what he was trying to get me to do. So so out of this, is that this book, yes. th these books that you have written, mm -hmm. this came out of the rebirth. This came out of me just God transforming me. And I felt like he gave me this vision. Because after March, <clears throat> I started writing. It's like God told me just to sit down and write. Mm. Just write, just a journal of what you're going through, how you're feeling. And I started writing. And a few months later, God told me, this is, I want you to make a book out of this. That's how the rebirth came. Come about. on. Now, I want to give it to you. So, how can, first of all, how can we get the book, uh, The Rebirth and Resurrection? How can we get that? You can go to my website, uh, kenyonglover.net, or you can find it on Amazon. It's on okay. Amazon. It's too. on Amazon, too. Y'all yes. go get this book. This book is amazing. And then I know that you do some speaking, right? Yes, yes. Absolutely. So, so, if we wanted to hire you to come speak and tell this story, how can we get a hold of you? Go to my website again, kenyonglover.net. Um, you know, it's a contact form on there. You can fill out the contact form, reach out to me. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how you can reach me. Your story is amazing. And I would imagine, I mean, I can, I can really see you on stage, you know, with that mic in your hand. I, you know, I love mic in my hand. That's <laughs> where I'd like to be. Um, but I got it around my neck. But at any rate, what's the key message when you're on stage that you really want to impress upon the people? Wow. One key message? There's so many different messages I want to key in on. But what's the real um, one that, you know, because well, as a speaker, they kind of, it, yeah. it runs, it, it's like a ribbon. Yeah. I don't care yeah. what I'm speaking on, it's got a ribbon to right. it that I'm trying to convey to mm -hmm. the people. You know what? I live by Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, when Come it says, on. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not into your own understanding. Yes, I didn't trust God before. Mm. That's why I had a life of pain hurt, struggle, strife, disappointments, because I didn't trust him. Mm. But now that I've pretty much been reborn and resurrected a new man, I live by the verse, trust in the Lord your God with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding and acknowledge him in all of your ways. And once you acknowledge him in all of your ways, he will direct yes. your path. Yes. And it took me years to learn what that scripture meant. You don't wow. know what it means. A lot of people read the Bible for validation, but they don't read the Bible for understanding. Come on. So when I read the Bible to understand what it yes. meant and what God's words are saying, that changed my life. Come that's on, the, that that's, that's the verse life. I live by. Come on, Proverbs 3, 5. I, okay, that's good. That is so good. There, it has to be rejuvenating. And I think that we talk about, you know, people talk about happiness and joy, right? right. Happiness is temporal, mm -hmm. but joy sure. is everlasting. Right. So... 
how would you describe the difference between happiness and joy? <laughs> um, wow. That's a good question. Um, the difference is, I think you can be happy. Even when you're in pain, you can, you can fake oh, happiness. That's it. But a joy is overall, you, 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 no matter what pain you go through, no matter what struggles or, or disappointments or failures you go through, you found it joyful because when you have God in your life, you feel like it's nothing that can bring you down. It's nothing that can stop you. It's nothing that can take you off course. Come on. Because you're surrounded by God's grace. You know you're surrounded in his presence. Yes, yes. His love for you, you take it serious. And I take oh, that yes. so serious now. When before I didn't really take it serious, I didn't really, you know, I, like I said, I was straddling the fence. Yeah. But I no longer straddle the fence no more. I'm all the way in. That's why I became an ordained minister. So I can go out and empower people, and inspire people, and love encourage it. people. I love it. You know, it. To, to get on the same path because, you know, it's 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 a journey. You're a boss a player, man. You're a boss player. <laughs> I love it. Listen, thank you so much for being here. Y'all go get this book, Rebirth and Resurrection by Kenyon Glover. He's an amazing man that had a rebirth. Continue to be the absolute best you. Watch this and so much more on Zondra TV. Download the app on Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and Roku, or visit ZondraTV.com.